The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. children's drum cushionist and it is an honor and a pleasure to come back to you again right here on wol 1450 am part of the radio one network i hope you had a wonderful weekend and it always gives me pleasure to be able to know that we're coming in here on monday and to come and talk and share with you some very important music and information for those who are not familiar with my show this show is dedicated to educating parents teachers and guardians about the importance that music and art plays in a child's development and what you can do to take back control of your children's music listening experience is what we call eradicating music adultification uh, that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. You can follow me on all the social media platforms at Uncle Devin, that's D-E-V-I-N, or Uncle Devin Show, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all of that. And also, um, you can join our mailing list because we, I want you to make sure you stay in contact with us because uh, today is uh, the uh, February 24th. Um, and we're going to be taking our show on a national scale. Uh, we, go, we may be um, temporarily leaving here on Radio One, but we want you to continue to follow us because we got some great programming coming up on a national level. So we, we're going to be expanding and go to theuncledevinshow.com and make sure you sign in uh, to our mailing list so that we can um, f keep you up to date with all the wonderful things that we got going on, uh, including some things that we're doing with uh, We Nation Radio and We Nation TV. So uh, we'll be in contact. So, you know, Just make sure you uh, follow us on, as I mentioned, go to theuncledevinshow.com, and you can get that information. And let me also say that this week uh, we have three events that if you want to check us out, in fact, later on today, going to be going over to Glen Arden Branch Library, uh, over on uh, Glen, Glen Arden Parkway, back over in Prince George's County. We have a Uncle Devin show, a Black History Month show, that we're going to be doing at 5 p.m. today. That's 5 p.m. over at the Glen Arden Branch Library, uh, Monday, February 24th. Won't you come check us out? Uh, me and Mr. Grasshopper are going to come and jam for you all day, and we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, drums and, and show you why. Um, how drums and music, and really drums was one of the first forms of communication. And then later on, uh, on, on Thursday, February 27th, uh, come and join us at the Black Student Fund. Uh, I had opportunity when I was in Seattle for the People of Color Conference, and then most recently at the DC Music Summit, uh, to present a presentation entitled Racism and Children's Music. Um, and I'm going to be following that up uh, here in the Washington, D.C. area on Thursday, uh, February 27th, from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, at the Black Student Fund. And it's going to be over at 3636 16th Street, the Woodner. Uh, if you want more information, make sure you send me, uh, send a, uh, just, just send us an email or uh, hit us up on theuncledevinshow.com. Find out uh, all of our information. You can go to our calendar and learn more information about that. And we will love to have you there. And the Black Student Fund, you, you may remember that I've had them on our show several times. Um, where we discussed, uh, you know, the importance that the work that they do to try to bring uh, fair and justice to uh, the uh, independent school community. And then this Saturday, over at the Palmer Park Community Center, we're going to be back in Prince George's County, my home base. You know, I'm, I'm from Sea Pleasant, Maryland. Uh, we're going to be jamming uh, uh, at 12 o'clock over at the Palmer Park Community Center, 7720 Barlow Road, Landover, Maryland. Uh, and we're going to be bringing to you yet another exciting show of the Uncle Devin Show. Um, bring my drums, going to bring my ukulele. We got Mr. Grasshopper, the flute player. And I'm also going to be bringing out my uh, electronic marimba. So you, you don't want to miss that. So if, to follow any of those, just go to the Uncle Devin Show uh, calendar uh, at theuncledevinshow.com and you can follow us um, on any one of those. Now, I am 
happy and honored to have a full schedule today, but sitting in studio with me to help me to uh, to really co-host today, and uh, the, the brother is a, in fact, I probably got more to learn than I ever have to, uh, to teach, that's for sure, uh, is Andre Withers. Uh, he is, uh, he, well, really, he's the host of his own talk show, or really podcast, called The Straight A's. The Straight A's. And also, he's assistant head of uh, school at Madeira School. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, let me just welcome to the Uncle Devin Show, good brother Andre. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Thank you so much, my man. It's good to be with you uh, and on this iconic show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I had the pleasure. We didn't get a chance to connect the way we wanted to in Seattle. Right. Um, uh, but what we want uh, is to make sure. Let me turn this down. So you let me turn it down. Okay, you're good. Okay, I'm sorry. Looking at Alonzo and I, I'm an uh, engineer. But first of all, talk a little bit about, before I go to my uh, my caller, Peter, we coming right to you in just a minute. Talk a little bit about the work that you do. Uh, talk about the school, Madeira, and also your podcast. Just just give a, and then we're going to deep dive into that the whole time while we're here. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that um, has come as a realization after about 22 years in the independent school world um, is this need to really tell the story of what happens in independent schools. Um, and so I've not only been um, a, a teacher and an administrator in independent schools for some time, I've also been someone who's been sitting back and wondering how do we really capture the essence of the good stuff that takes place in independent schools. And so me and a, about three colleagues who, funny enough, all of our names start with A, <laughs> um, got together and decided, you know what, there are some good stories to tell. Uh, and we should figure out a way to, uh, to tell those stories and do so in a way that has a little bit of levity uh, as well as uh, some powerful storytelling. So not unlike music, uh, we try to tell stories. Uh, and our podcast, the Straight Days podcast, um, um, which comes out about every three weeks or so, uh, is set and built to do just that. Okay, so the straight A's is not only about what we want our students to do, but it's your, your, your the names of all. Exactly, <laughs> all of you. Okay. exactly. You picked up on the clever notion. That's right. Straight and, A's in the classroom and straight A's on your radio waves. And they can find that on any, uh, pretty much on any podcast platform? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're on Spotify mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, and we're on Twitter and Instagram at Straight A's Pod. Okay, and then real briefly, uh, talk a little bit about the school. Um, I know you you've been working there. You say about eleven years, right? Uh, talk about the school and and what you know what is the specialty. I know generally a lot of independent schools they they kind of focus in a certain area, right? So Madeira is um, is a school that is in uh, McLean, Virginia, and it's an all girls school, uh, nine through twelve. And we have the distinct uh, the distinction of being um, half boarding and half day. So about 170 of our girls live on campus uh, from around the world, um, and 170 or so uh, come from the local area. So oh. we sit on about 400 acres. Uh, and I think the most distinctive program uh, that we offer um, is an internship program. So uh, any girl that comes to Madeira, uh, she has a sophomore, junior, and senior internship that's about five weeks um, each year. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the resume that she builds, uh, as well as the ability to have uh, those out of school while still learning experience, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Okay. Well, um, uh, we're going to talk even more about the work that you do there. I want to hear okay. even more about the school. Uh, it it sounds impressive. You say how many acres? 400 acres. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so, but I want you to just to come, you know, you're going to be co hosting and we're going to really interview uh, the, the, my next couple of. Um, of guests, okay. uh, but we're going to also relate it to what you do, what others do, and, yeah. and right now I'm glad and honored to have uh, the Programs and Administrative Coordinator for Arts Education in Maryland Schools. Uh, his name is Peter Dayton, and we're going to talk a lot about the 14th Annual Arts and Education in Maryland Schools, uh, what a UMBC Ames Arts Integration Conference. Uh, Mr. Peter Dayton, welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Uncle Devin, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, and thanks for all that you do. Well, you, Hi, Andre. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, first of all, I, I want to thank you for taking some time to, to talk about your annual conference. I, You know, as I mentioned to you when I reached out to you, I was particularly interested because I'm an alum of UMBC. And so the, the fact that, um, you know, that, that we're focusing in on the arts, I'm, I'm, you know, that's going to be at the, at the campus is very particular to me. Talk a little bit about the conference coming up um, and uh, when and how can people uh, register to be part of it? Sure, sure. Uh, so the conference is happening on Saturday, February 29th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. People can find tickets 
at education.umbc.edu slash A-I-C as in cat. Uh, that's education.umbc.edu slash A-I-C. Okay. Um, and the conference is uh, for educators, administrators, um, and uh, not not just arts educators, but actually I'm sure that uh, educators from other fields could really learn a lot about it. Um, a number of the workshops that we've got planned are specifically on helping um, helping people who aren't primarily arts educators become more comfortable with that background. So like one of the workshops I'm really excited about is one that helps, I think, uh, demystify music so that um, an arts educator or an, a, um, uh, say an English educator who wants to do uh, incorporate music into uh, a lesson plan uh, doesn't think they need to know everything about music, mm-hmm. but they can learn some of the basics, some accessible techniques to help students um, write music to help them understand poetry better. For instance, mm-hmm. that's one of the one of the workshops. Um, but the the range of workshops is really really um, thrilling. We've got ones that involve uh, dance and reading comprehension. Um, there's uh, there's some exciting ones that are about creating uh, culturally relevant programming so that if you're doing an arts activity, uh, how is it serving and representing the population that you're teaching so that, um, you know, not all art is painted, uh, painted if we're talking about visual art by, um, by Europeans, for instance, not all music is like Beethoven. And Peter, in fact, we want, we want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to deep uh, kind of jump more into what you just mentioned, talk a little bit more about um, your experience in this area uh, and make sure that people are aware of the 14th annual UMBC Ames Arts Integration Conference. You're listening to the Uncle Devin show here on WOL 1450. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Talk station. Okay, welcome back to Uncle Devin's radio talk show here on WL 1450 AM, the first and only program to really focus on educating parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development and what you can do to help take back control of your children's music listening experience. And also for teachers, you know, uh, my guest on the phone, um, well, I guess on the phone is Peter Dayton, Program and Administrative Coordinator for Arts Education in Maryland Schools. And in studio with me, helping to co-host, is Andre Withers. Um, he's Assistant Head of School at Madeira, Madeira School in McLean, Virginia, right. as well as the host of his own podcast, The Straight A's, Straight A's Podcast. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, please give us a call at the one 800 Four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. And let's go back to you, uh, Peter. Now you were talking a little bit more about the different workshops that we have, and I am a teaching artist. I work with both young audiences, arts for learning in Maryland, and with Wolf Trap uh, uh, Institute for Early Learning. And so our whole goal is to do professional development to help teachers incorporate music and art in their curriculum. So talk a little bit more about that. And I'm curious to know about your particular background and what led you to uh, coming to Ames. Well, um, I'll, uh, I'll start with the second first, mm-hmm. uh, but feel free to cut me off and redirect me back to the question. Cause <laughs> okay. uh, I'm sure I could talk your ear off. Um, so I'm, uh, my background is I'm, I'm a composer. Uh, I write uh, classical uh, instrumental vocal Choral orchestra music. Uh, I came to Maryland actually to do a master's at, at Peabody Conservatory, uh, mm. and uh, just fell in love with Maryland, and so I've stuck around. Okay. Um, a number of my uh, colleagues are also music teachers. Our, our uh, recently installed executive director, Kwani Floyd, is a uh, has a background as a violinist and and was a music educator in uh, in I believe Montgomery County and Baltimore County for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I uh, I joined Ames uh, because it it's a, a such a wonderful uh, cause. Our, our mission is that all students in Maryland public schools have access to quality arts education mm-hmm. because there are plenty of students in uh, in depending on their county, depending on their zip code, who have great access to all of the art forms: music, uh, theater, visual arts, uh, media arts, and dance. But uh, then there are some schools and 
some districts and some uh, zip codes where uh, students don't have access to almost any of those. Uh, and, and we know that arts education is so important for the development of children. And at Ames, we believe that arts education is a civil right. Oh, I love that. I really love that. Now, when did you first start partnering with UMBC? Uh, this was about two or three years ago. I believe this is the, the third year of our uh, collaboration. Uh, and we, we joined on just to, um, to continue to, to strengthen the, the quality of the programming as, by bringing in our network of educators uh, and, and the people we work with, because Ames also has its own uh, Maryland Arts Integration Network. Uh, so we do uh, arts integration professional development, uh, usually uh, through grant programs. Uh, in various districts. So we did a Frederick County one last uh, summer that focused on uh, drama, uh, mixing drama with uh, science and nonfiction reading. And so we talked about uh, uh, deforestation and using drama to help students understand important uh, concepts about ecology and the environment. And that kind of thing is helpful uh, for students in, in learning what could be considered sort of dry reading but also for English language learning students mm-hmm. uh, and, and for uh, a variety of students uh, based on you know, their individual learning needs. Right, right. Now, Andre, I know um, being, uh, well, first of all, Peter, the, the conference is open to any and all teachers. That's whether it's in public, charter, private schools, or anything to that extent. Is that correct? That is, cor- that is correct. Now, um, there, is a, there is a registration fee, okay. uh, which is $35 per person. Mm-hmm. Groups of five or more can register and pay together for a reduced fee of $29. Mm-hmm. And uh, UMBC faculty, students, and alumni can register for free. Uh, and members of UMBC's professional development schools can also register for free. Yeah, and I wish I could be there. In fact, I have to um, perform that day that I had already have a performance. But um, yeah, Peter, I got a question. It's for good you. to be busy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Peter, I'd be I'd be curious to hear. Um, you know, one of the approaches around arts integration certainly is. Uh, it's cultural relevance and um, uh, you know things around design and so on. I'd be curious to know if part of your approach around integration is also this approach around wellness um, and and how music uh, can allow, whether it's visual or performing arts, uh, can allow both student and teacher uh, to approach wellness strategies um, uh, that much easier, that much better. We do have a few uh, workshops that focus on um uh, social emotional learning, which I know is not the same thing as wellness, but I think feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ames is is just beginning to dive into the wellness conversation. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of our coworkers went to um, so a really powerful trauma informed teaching workshop uh, just this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're beginning to explore that more. And in fact, Ames has something called the Heat Force, mm. which is an acronym for the Higher Education in the Arts Task Force. And that is a gathering of, of um, education faculty from universities across the state, both four-year and two-year, looking at their education programs and how they're prepa- preparing arts education teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's one of the items that we're forming working groups around, is looking at arts and wellness. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's important. very important work there. And um, in, in terms of, you know, one of the things that I said I was going to consider uh, looking into is the whole music therapy Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, a component is there. Is that also something that you all may be considering to, to focus on at some point, or now have you in the past? Yeah, well, with uh, again, part of part of Quanis's uh, new vision is, is to show how the arts are connected to everything. The yeah. arts are part of our lives. It's not just sort of something mm-hmm. you you spend a half an hour listening to something. But the yeah. arts are part of the way we experience the world. So, so Quanis uh, is a big fan of arts and you know mm-hmm. arts and education, arts and uh, wellness, arts and uh, activism. Right. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I know that, um, uh, you know, uh, Eric, I mean, Andre, with uh, the work that you all do at Madeira School, how how have you all been able to in- incorporate um, arts, music and arts for uh, the, the school, you know, yeah. and, and for the students? Yeah. 
one of the things that I think is the strength of a program like Madeira is this interdisciplinary, uh, you know, fully interconnected approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the arts uh, certainly is not left behind in that in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of schools talk about STEM. We also talk about STEAM mm-hmm. um, and we make things like uh, you were talking about drums earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we make things like the drum, mm-hmm. um, not only culturally relevant, we make it design relevant. So mm-hmm. what are some of the pieces that go into designing this effective communication tool, this mm-hmm. effective sound, pitch, tenor, tone tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that allows for every teacher to come to any topic, to come to um, any issue of adolescent development um, with an understanding that they can connect. Um, and um, we, as a school, then it's our responsibility to give them not only the tools, but the time. And so we've got a pretty unique approach to time as well, where that integration can really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the student sees it as an interconnected exercise, not simply I got to go to art class over there, mm-hmm. science class over there, but instead these are really um, one learning experience that has all of these disciplines integrated. Right. And so, uh, Peter, so t- give the information again about the conference. Where can uh, people sign up, find more information about it, and um, and be a part of this? Sure. The uh, conference is happening on Saturday, February 29th, Leap Day, um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and you can uh, register and find more information at education.umbc.edu slash AIC. Okay. And uh, register by, uh, oh, well, we passed it. I was about to say, I registered by noon today, but but uh, here we are past it. Uh, so there are, there are um, uh, you need to register by today to get uh, a guaranteed box lunch, but there are food options on campus as well, or you can always bring your own. Right. And seeing that, I always talk about UMBC as well. It was there when I was part of the jazz band at UMBC. Had a chance to play with the great Dizzy Gillespie. Wow. Um, wow. And then this was back, I ain't going to say what year, but anyway, it was probably like 85, <laughs> 86. And uh, luckily someone had a camera and actually recorded it, so I have a, uh, a, a picture of that. But the arts program has always been very close uh, to my heart up there at UMBC. But, uh, so I'm glad to see the partnership. Um, I'm glad to see the work that you all are doing Um doing there and and where did you say you were originally from P- peter uh, i'm from ohio originally but okay. uh but i uh did uh did my bachelor's at vanderbilt in nashville tennessee but have found my way to maryland and and have no reason to want to leave <laughs> there you go we don't want you to leave we need you to continue to help bring great programming like this so again we're talking uh about the 14th annual umbc ames arts integration conference listen um if you're a teacher and you want to figure out ways to incorporate art, it's not that difficult. No. We can show you, and this, this this conference can be able to show you how to, things you do every day, you probably mm-hmm. don't even realize mm-hmm. that you're already doing it, but we're just going to make sure that you, you, you be more comfortable and more more confident about it. So make sure you, um, you, you visit, uh, we posted the link on uh, the Uncle Devin Facebook page, but also just, um, just Google the, um, uh, arts education in Maryland schools or Ames. Uh, the link um, Peter just gave you. Uh, is there? Did you mention a telephone number at all if people want to call Peter, or just best to go online to to reach you? It's best to go online. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. So just make sure you go online, follow up. I want to, um, and I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think about this particular sh- uh, uh, conference uh, and connect with them. The network you will make is is great. So Peter, I want to thank you for taking some time. I wish we had a little bit more time to share with the uh, with the audience, but I'm uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, and and I hope to be able to connect with you um, even after this as we move forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Uncle Devin. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Peter. It's really a pleasure to be here. Take care. Okay, then that was Peter Dayton, Program and Administrative Coordinator for Arts Education in Maryland Schools. When we return, we're going to talk to A. Lorraine Robinson, Senior Director of Artistic Programs and Strategic Strategic Partnerships at Sitar Arts Center in Northwest D.C. We'll be back with you in 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to Uncle Devin's radio talk show here on WOL, 1450 AM. Coming to you, what we say, we never put it in because everything is always growing and moving forward. Uh, but we'll probably be our last show here on WOL uh, as we move to a broader uh, podcast. We're about to do some work with 
uh, local business. And we're going to be taking our show on a national level. Uh, we need you to follow us. I want you to go right now, go to the Uncle Devin show uh, and join our mailing list so that you can get the latest on our upcoming uh, programming, both radio and television. So get, get back in contact with us. You can hit us up on all the social media uh, sites, uh, Uncle Devin, uh, that's D-E-V-I-N. Don't spell my name D-E-V-O-N. I know some people like to do that. And uh, But I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Um, so, again, sitting in studio with me um, is you know a brother who I met in Seattle. Mm. or we, we talked by phone, but we met him in Seattle at the People of Color Conference, sponsored right. by the National Association of Independent Schools, uh, Andre Withers. Uh, and he's uh, Medea's assistant Head of school heads, um, heads office and host of Straight A's podcast, mm -hmm. and so we're gonna. I, I'm sure you we're gonna spend plenty of time talking about all of that. But right now, I want to transition into our next guest, who's calling in. Uh, who I understand is a great friend of my wife's. That's how. Wow. It, and, and but even despite that, she's with an organization called Sitar Arts Center, and this is has to be the third. Uh, uh, time that I've really, really the fourth time that that uh, the, that the sitar organization has come across our um, uh, perspective. In fact, I may be, you know, we, well, anyway, I ain't gonna get into what I may be doing with them, but I'm honored to have A. Lorraine Robinson, Senior Director of Artistic Programs and Strategic Partnerships at the Sitar Arts Center. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Hi, Devin. It's a pleasure to be on the show today. Yes. Well, I know we've been talking about this for a while, but I think it's very important, um, you know, just for you to be here now because I know you have something coming up. But before we do that, now, where are you from? And tell us about your theatrical background. Sure. Um, I'm here from the, uh, you know, Maryland, D.C. area. I actually was born in D.C. and grew up in Southern Maryland mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, have been engaged in the arts ever since I was a, uh, a young person mm -hmm. and um, excited in my work now, my career as a professional artist and uh, arts administrator um, to, you know, pass on those skills to the next generation. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, we have a few connections, not only uh, like my wife who grew up in Southern Maryland, um, but I had a chance to meet Rhonda Buckley, uh, oh, founder, who founded Sitar Arts Center, if I believe. And, um, and I, yes. met, I met her through Explore D.C. Children's Museum some time ago. And we've ha uh, held workshop, uh, we've held workshops with, um, uh, with, with one of your alum, Herb Scott, Herb Scott oh, and excellent. his organization. And so we have that connection. So now, and, and also before we talk about what you got coming up now for you, um, what, what led you to Sitar Art Center? Uh, well, my background is in theater, and uh, I'm a theater director, and I, uh, you know, got into arts management and arts education um, years ago when I worked um, at Arena Stage as their uh, Alan Lee Hughes Fellowship Program Coordinator. Um, but uh, throughout my uh, career uh, post-college, and I got a master's degree in theater, um, I uh, have been a theater director and dramaturg. I've worked at various uh, theaters in uh, artistic capacities, freelance uh, directing, assistant directing dramaturgy um, at theaters around town. I also used to run a uh, theater company of my own um, with some uh, colleagues uh, from way back, and uh uh, I basically in 2004 is when I joined Sitar Art Center and uh, got involved in their programming. Um, I've been there for 15 years now. Sitar is having its 20th anniversary as an organization. Uh, and I'm proud to, you know, have been there. Um, I was hired by Rhonda Buckley and uh, have really been involved with the center since we moved into the current space at 1700 Calorama and have been able to fill that with uh, programming. We have classes and programming in uh Creative writing, digital art, visual arts, um, music, dance, of course, drama, um, and uh, we're providing those opportunities to all the kids. Okay. Now, in 2017, 2018, and 2019, you were recognized with an Excellence in Theater Education Honorable Mention Award as a part of the Tony Awards. Talk a little bit about that. 
Uh, that's correct. So um, it's a an award that the Tony Awards created a few years ago, and there's an application process. Um, actually, one of your students has to uh, recognize you, and you also have to have support from other community members, etc. And you put in an application that kind of uh, you know summarizes your body of work and includes you know video from you know productions and letters of recommendation, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, very fortunate to have been recognized as a um, you know honorable mention award winner um, in the theater education area. So well, that's been a real blessing. Well, congratulations! That, that's a great honor. Um, and and being that you are uh, working with Sitar, I know you have some upcoming programming. Um, um, what what do you have coming up that you want to share with the audience that they can come and participate? Sure. Um, We have an exciting production that's opening this week. Uh, Our Sitar Alumni Actors Theater Company uh, is producing a production of August Wilson's The Piano Lesson, which is an amazing uh, Pulitzer Prize winning drama. And the uh, Alumni Actors Theater Company, it's a pilot project. It's a new Uh, program that we're doing, and it's part of our expanding workforce development program. Uh And we are giving our young adults a platform um, for uh, their professional future and uh, giving them a professional credit and opportunity. These are students um, that have grown up through our educational classes. Um, so students not unlike a, you know, Herb Scott, who came up through our music program. Yes. Uh, these are students that came up through our uh, drama program and other programs at Sitar, and now are young adults and are still interested in potentially pursuing careers in this area. And so we're giving them that next step. Mm. Um, we want to basically level the uh, playing field, and uh, our mission is always to offer possibilities that transform the lives of children and teens and young adults born into a world of unequal access to opportunity, and we want our D.C. to be a space where families across all the cultural, economic, and racial spectrums can live and thrive in a city um, that fervently believes in and supports high-quality arts education and its transformative arts experiences um, for all. We want our students to have access to all of that. So the uh, piano lesson, uh, the uh, August Wilson's uh, Pulitzer Prize winning play, is that from February 28th through March 14th? That is correct. We have nine performances, so we're very excited about that. It opens on Friday, um, and uh, we are expecting the uh, later performances to sell out, so we're encouraging folks to get their tickets now. But these are some dynamic, uh, emerging performers, and uh, our production of A Rays in the Sun that we did last February uh, sold out, and so uh, we'd love folks to get their seats now. We actually have some exciting post-show discussions that are part of the offering. Um, there's still some seats left for the opening on Friday, February the 28th at 7, and there will be a post-show discussion with Dr. Sandra Shannon, who is founder of the August Wilson Society, okay. and she'll be talking about the role of music and visual arts um, as spiritual gifts and sites of resistance in the play, um, um, basically examining August's uh, question, what should we do with our legacy? How should we best put it to use? And then on Saturday, March 7th at 2.30, we're going to have a post-show discussion with uh, Samir McGelly, who's the chief curator from the Smithsonian Anacostia Museum. Oh. And we'll be talking about the issues of the great migration to neighborhood change and uh, connecting with their exhibit at the museum, a right to the city exhibit uh, focusing on Adams Morgan neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So some great discussions happening uh, around the show. But the real reason to come and see it are these emerging uh, young adult artists that have all the potential. And uh, uh, it's going to be a phenomenal show. Well, that's great. And again, you're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL, 1450 AM. And my guest uh, by telephone is A. Lorraine Robinson, Senior Director of Artistic Programs and Strategic Partnerships for Sitar Arts Center in Northwest Washington, D.C. Um, and I, I'm, you know, growing up as a, uh, you know, in, in Prince George's County and being involved from, 
definitely from seventh grade all the way up to the 12th grade um, in, in the arts programs. It really did wonders for me and has led me to the point where now that's what I do full time. Uh, what, what role did music and arts play for you as a child that led you to becoming uh, or really to the role that you're in right now? Um, it had everything to do with where I am now. Um, and I have to thank my family, my sisters, uh, my parents who, um, you know, gave me access to music lessons at an early age. We had a piano in our house growing up. Uh Um, you know, so we learned music. I played the saxophone, uh, in school growing up and I started doing community theater, uh, when I was in elementary school. And I would go with my sisters. We'd go to, um, they'd pick me up after school, and I would go to their high school theater uh, rehearsals. And I took all of that in. So I didn't know that I was being trained to be a director of theater at that time, but that's really what was happening, being able to watch the entire process from beginning to end and and uh, be engaged in performance uh, from the elementary school age. It sort of was a natural uh uh, continuance for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, undergraduate, I went to St. Mary's College of Maryland and studied theater and then did a master's in theater at Brown University. Oh, wonderful. And again, the um, Sitar Arts Center is located at uh, 1700 Calamara Road in Northwest Washington, D.C. Uh, what's the website? Yes, it's www.sitarartscenter.org. Arts is plural, A R T S. Um, and uh, you can find a link to the show and uh, tickets on the website, and you can find out all about our organization, our dynamic mission. Um, We are excited about producing the show and having it add to our role, really, as a community anchor. So we're providing this arts experience for the entire community, um, as well as providing a platform for our developing artists who are emerging into the professional realm. You mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, work you're doing with the Smithsonian. What are some of the partnerships that you all have and what role has the city played in helping you to reach your, your mission? Oh, goodness. Um, at Sitar, we are all about partnerships. Um, and as you can see from my title, uh, we have amazing partnerships. And this has been part of our design from the beginning. Um, we've had partnerships with organizations like the uh, Washington Ballet and National Symphony Orchestra and Washington Performing Arts and uh, Young Playwrights Theater and the D.C. Jazz Festival. And uh, we have a really unique mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Our primary teaching model in our after-school program is a volunteer model. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, coupled with our small professional staff and then these professional partnerships, we're able to offer an incredible number of learning and educational opportunities for our students and then build platforms like the uh, Alumni Actors Theater Company so that they can do work like the piano lesson. Mm-hmm. And speaking of such, again, the, the piano lesson, again, is all, um, August Wilson's uh, Pulitzer Prize winning play. Uh, the piano lesson is going to be at the Sitar Arts Center from February 28th through March 4th, 2020, uh, f- on Fridays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. So you said it's a total of nine performances? Nine performances. Okay. So um, a good time for everyone. They're Fridays at 7 and they're matinees as well as evening performances on the Saturdays. Okay. And uh, you can reach, for more information, you can go to Sitar Arts center.org with an S correct uh, sitar art center uh, uh, dot org and uh, tickets I mean and look $25 you can't beat that and I don't know if that's any cheaper for the matinee but either way we spend more money on things that don't mean anything please come out and support uh, the work that that they're doing in the community um, if we say we believe in the arts uh, this is a great way of um, being able to contribute um, uh, and let me make sure um, um Okay, in fact, what I'm going to do, Lorraine, we're going to take a break. I'm going to keep you online, and then we're going to open it up. I'm going to bring Andre back in, and we're just going to have some conversations, some just where you know wherever it goes. But I want to talk a little bit more about what I know Andre is doing um, with his podcast and find the connections that we have uh, with one another. So if you have a moment, if you can just hold on for one moment, I'm going uh, to bring you right back on the other side of the break. 
Wonderful. Okay. So don't go anywhere. And again, you're listening to the Uncle Devin show on WOL 1450 AM. If you want to join the conversation and we're going to have a, a lively conversation about arts, arts programming, uh, the role that it plays for children. Um, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. If you're following us live on our Facebook tweet, you can just uh, add a question there and we'll get back with you. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a brief 60-second uh, traffic alert, and we'll be right back. Your news talk station. Welcome back. This is Uncle Devin here on the Uncle Devin Show on WL 1450 AM, part of the Radio One Network. And I just want to say that, again, as we uh, uh, finish this last segment, that this will be our last uh, episode. Uh, we'll say temporarily. I got a feeling we'll be back at some time. But but we're going to move to some bigger and better things. You know, one of the good things about uh, media is that, um, you know, WOL has been a part of the D.C. community for years. I remember you, when I was younger, growing up, listening to um, uh, Kathy Hughes. I had the honor of being on her show back in 1992, the Kathy Hughes Morning Show. Um, and listening to Moon Man and the Go-Go series and all the different things that was that was on here. So to, to have been here for 18 months um, and to bring you the best that we can in terms of focusing on arts uh, and, and the importance that it plays in our community has been wonderful, but it's not over. Make sure you reach out to us. You join our podcast. We have a podcast, Uncle Devin Talk Show Podcast. We're available on all so, uh, podcast platforms, or the majority of them. Or you can just go to the theuncledevinshow.com. That's the theuncledevinshow.com. Click on podcast and just follow us. We're going to continue this conversation, but we also want to be doing some other work uh, related to We Nation TV. Uh, can't disclose it just yet. But if you follow us, join our mailing list, we'll make sure you'll be the first to know about uh, our attempts to take everything on a national level. Um, so we have in studio with me um, Andre Withers. He is assistant head of school, heads of off, heads office of Madeira. I always don't make sure I spare it. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> Madeira School. Ma That's Madeira right. School uh, in McLean, Virginia. And he's also the host of Straight A's podcast. And then on the phone uh, is A. Lorraine Robinson, senior director of artistic programs and strategic partnerships of Sitar Arts. And so with both of them there, I want to kind of just open it up. I have, we have some questions that have come in that I'm going to ask. But Andre, talk a little bit more about both your school and your podcast, mm -hmm. the connection between them, mm -hmm. um, and how people can, can tune in. Sure. So uh, this, I'll start with the school and then go to the podcast. Um, you know, the school is um, one of uh, about 100 schools that are in the Association of Greater Independent Schools of Greater Washington. Um, and we sit just outside the Beltway uh, in McLean, Virginia. Um, you know, as this is a show about the arts, um, we are really proud of what we are able to do uh, on a couple different levels. One is uh, we put on some amazing productions, not unlike other schools. Actually, we just finished a, um, a three-show series on the Pirates of Penzance, which was outstanding. Mm. Um, but as, um, as A. Lorraine Robinson mentions as well, um, we are all about partnerships too, right? Mm. We believe that there's only so much that any um, particular school can do. Uh, there's only so much bandwidth schools have and there's so many great programs so many great associations that are out there and so we like to also reach out and partner with places like city dance um, mm -hmm. that's a that's, an, that's a group that we've worked with in years gone by um, and have even recruited some of their staff to be um, not only um, assistants with productions but also um, staff as mm -hmm. faculty positions come available um, and you know thinking about watching some of those productions um, I 
uh, I think it's one thing for schools to say that they do these productions. It's another thing to talk about the inherent value for every child that has exposure to those programs. Mm -hmm. And so part of what Straight A's um, is about is being able to really help schools and or this 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 industry of independent schools unpack the story behind that kid, mm-hmm. that kid yes. and their relationship with that music or with that production or with that teacher and show that compelling story that in a way that they just can't find on a social media tweet or or, or, or a post, um, but in a way that's really more narrative. And mm-hmm. we believe that that itself mm-hmm. is artistic, right? Yes, that that's storytelling, right. that storytelling that we do um, and that will be a, 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 a critical and, and longstanding feature of our podcast is artistic in itself. And we want to just continue to do that for schools, for education more broadly, as well as for the arts specifically. Now, uh, for your podcast, talk a little bit more about that. How can people connect with it? And what type of topics do you all deal with? Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting. Um, our, Our range of guests... Um, has been extremely diverse. And so on the podcast, our format is really twofold. One of which is there's four of us. And on any given episode, you can have the four of us or maybe even just two of us Mm -hmm. talking about it or unpacking a particular topic. Right. Mm -hmm. But as well, we try to bring in um, different guests who can talk about the value proposition of independent schools. So we have had everything uh, with a guest from a gentleman named Christian Picciolini. Right. Christian Picciolini is uh, someone who has not only a couple of books out, but he's a reformed um, uh, white supremacist. Mm -hmm. And he was. Uh, and he goes around to independent schools talking about tolerance and talking about his path towards um, understanding and living a life of inclusivity. Mm. Uh, we've had other um, other folks on the program. We had an episode coming up soon, as a matter of fact, um, uh, with a guy named Patrick Sherman. And he runs a program at Vanderbilt um, where essentially what he does is teaching teachers, right? He does a master's program um, on uh, leadership development for teachers and, um, you know, does deep, they do deep dives on different pedagogies topics. So we have a range of, uh, of guests and we try to unpack a range of topics that really do kind of pull the, the, uh, the covers back from the sort of mysterious landscape of what independent school education is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't ask you this on, on air, but you originally from Indiana? I am originally okay. from Indiana. That's, uh, right. And, That's and, right. And how long you been in the DMV area? So let's see, the family and I came out to the DMV in 2004. Okay. Um, so I don't really consider myself a transplant anymore, but <laughs> technically I guess I am. <laughs> well, um, now, Lorraine, I'm going to come back to you. Um, well, really, I'm going to share this with anyone. I know one of our callers um, or followers on Facebook uh, wanted to know, what suggestions do you have for parents to successfully advocate for developing a robust arts and performance arts in their schools, in their communities? I'll ask either one of you. Mm. Oh, that's um, that's such an important question. And uh I'm so pleased that someone is asking that. I mean, the most important thing to do is to get involved and to be there. Um, We have all ages involved in our uh, production uh, that we do. Uh, We do a summer music production with the younger students, um, but we still engage uh, all parts of the community. And parents have sometimes been on stage in the shows, too, or they support behind the scenes. Um, Just asking that question and being present with your children child and looking and supporting them in the opportunities that they are interested in and making sure that they have access to piano lessons and uh, other uh, arts lessons and classes and performance opportunities so that then that child can find their gifts and uh, you know, find their uh, future interest. Um, those are all the right questions and that's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as with you, um, Andre, with the the parent involvement, how important is it and has it been for you all in the success of your program? Yeah. So, you know, obviously because Madeira is a high school, Mm -hmm. um, the parent involvement and a a, – a boarding school, mm-hmm. um, the parent involvement certainly looks a little different. Okay. Um, okay. But it is just, but, but I will say this not only is the parent involvement critical, the awareness of the parent is also as critical. Okay. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is it's one thing for a school to say they teach the whole child. Mm-hmm. I think the parent needs to be just as informed about what that really means mm-hmm. and advocate. Um, from the perspective of if you're really educating the whole child, then that does include arts education. And that does include the ways in which 
um, you know, visual arts and performing arts and um, 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 and all the different aspects of performances and so on comes into and or is embedded in the educational program. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree with Lorraine. You want that we want parents to, to be involved, uh, but we want them also to be um, educated and aware about what does educating the whole child truly mean and or what ways in which can that arts program look differently based on uh, the different ages and adolescent ranges of a child. Okay. Now talk about the, the specifics of being, I know your podcast really deals with uh, the perspective of parents, independent school product, or right. talk about how you, what's, how your podcast really helps support those who are at independent schools. In fact, mm-hmm. before we even get to, mm-hmm. what do we mean by independent school? Yeah. So the, the, the short version of the definition around an independent school is that uh, we operate not only without the, the funding of state and federal dollars, but we also are mission specific and are mission driven. Okay. Uh, we've got our own board of uh, trustees. We've got our own um, financial structure. Um, and we really do operate independent of other um, uh, infrastructure that might be put on educational um, uh, uh, educational ventures like charter schools, et cetera. Um, so that's the real definition of the independence. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we believe in the uh, when, as we're putting forward this podcast that we want to be almost sort of that recurring commercial, if you will, for the, a prospective parent. We want them to be able to know what an independent school truly is and or isn't. Um, and we want them to be able to see um, how an independent school can and will impact their their child's lives. And your podcast is one uh, is unique in that. So agreed. How uh, what's the name of the podcast? It's called Straight A's Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, the Straight A's Podcast. So if you search on uh, Spotify or iTunes, you can search it that way. Or if you go on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Straight A's Pod. Straight okay. A's pod. Okay, is there is a is there apostrophe with There's the A? Not in the, okay, in the handle. you know, I almost said it the wrong way the other day. You know? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, listen. Um, let me go, Lorraine. Thank you for being a guest on the show again. Uh, we want to make sure that people go to uh, to your website uh, and uh, come and support the students. Um, and again, that was at uh, sitarartscenter.org. And come and support the uh, production that you have coming up February 28th through March 14th of the piano lesson. Thank you very much for the work that you do. And I look forward to working with you even, you know, in in the near future. Thank you so much. It's been a true pleasure. All right. And Andre, thank you for coming in, uh, sitting in. I know we we covered a lot here, but I'm proud of the work that you're doing. Thank you. And this is also the beginning of work that you and I will be working on. I hope so, my brother. All right. And to my listening audience for the last 18 months, thank you very much for the support, for the love. Um, Our goal to try to be able to help our community through children's music uh, and the more. So as I've said this entire 18 months, I sign off with you with this. Life is a drum, so beat it. Mm.